man designs. It's not a company, but an idea. Companies die, ideas live forever. The idea is to evoke emotion. If we make you feel love, hate, or anything in between, then our job is done. seventh episode we're so excited uh doing something totally new this evening and with me today i have aus copano gaumen i feel like i'm not an aus <laughs> do i look like an aus yet <gasps> this is so bad <laughs> yeah 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 um so so copano, I'll, I'll just give a brief background on how you and i came uh you know crossed paths actually we met at the comtrain conference mm-hmm. uh that was conducted by sakia it was very exciting you know there were there were a couple of uh, names that I had not been you know uh, uh, privy to in the past and and when I did my research because I was the one actually facilitating the the setup we're speaking about content creation and one of the names that I needed to know a thing or two about was Kopano Galman man that was that was a tough that was a tough one for me but I'm happy I actually came across you Kopano uh, please say hi to the guys of the new kid in the vlog hi to the guys of the new kid of the vlog <laughs> how you didn't know me before. I didn't know about you. Uh, I feel like this guy's not serious, guys. I, you know, I, I didn't take time to actually focus <laughs> on you. Yeah. So another thing that you taught me is to never, you know, uh, just introduce someone. Uh, allow them the space, actually, to tell us who they are. Okay. Tell us a bit about yourself. So my name is Kopano Gelman. Um, uh, the surname is Jewish-Russian, my ex-husband. So it's a lot. Some people say Gelman. I'm like, I'm not Afrikaans. Anyway, it's Gelman. I am 36 now. I am an executive producer and I've done everything possible in TV from commercials to films to everything. I've been in the industry 15 years and uh, my passion is content and I don't care about platform. I'm just here about stuff that resonates, that feels real. I love good writing. So everything that I watch on TV for me is about who's the writing team and how they dealt with the subject matter. Mm And yeah, I'm a mom to one, and I work all the time, and that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what's interesting is um, she's she's an executive producer for um, Date My Family as well as Our Perfect Wedding. That's great. Um, just just take us through how how you guys came about um, Date My Family because I know it started in South Africa, and this is mm-hmm. something not a lot of people know started in South Africa and now it's it's hitting the confident the continent rather yeah. by storm. Yeah, so date my family. They are the story is that Zanzi Magic had just realized cottoned onto the fact that the South Africans view is ready for reality. This was 5 years ago. Yeah. And they started kind of commissioning reality style stuff which is now like in the market it's just like a, there's a lot. Yeah. So Connect Channel had done our perfect wedding which has started to do very well for the channel and they came to us and said Let's do a slate of reality. What do you guys think? Then we had to come up with actually five formats, probably more, but we through the years, we've just whittled them down to where we are now. And then we said, let's do a dating show. Let's do a dating reality show. But because Africans, black people, don't have a culture of dating, yeah. you don't bring someone home unless you're about to marry them. Yeah. We thought, what if you could bring someone home to your family and they could actually gauge who you are, get to know who you are without ever seeing you? Yeah. And... Um, 
it was actually there were there were lots of girlfriends of mine, fellow producers. We were around the table having wine. The thing just took off. Yeah, because that's the story I heard. I yeah, heard there was a lot of wine drinking. involved. We were there. <laughs> uh, actually, there were many days of having wine and yeah. and sort of bootling out this format. Yeah. And in the end, yeah, we came up with the show. You know, I said to people, we didn't think Date My Family would do what it has done in terms of second screen. Like yeah. the fact that most people, I think, are actually watching it. Uh, on two screens because they want to be on Twitter commenting on yeah. and being part of that. But I live for more about, I want to see what, what's going on on social. We, episode one of this thing happens. This guy says, Skaftin. This guy from Limpopo says, That trended. Yeah. <laughs> and the show has done the I same thing. That. I don't I don't remember because it's like, I, my commissioning editor will be like, do you remember this Skaftin guy? And I'm like, I'm 130 episodes in or more. I don't even, yeah. I don't remember these people, you know? But, Consistently, the show does well on social media. I think yeah. because we allow people to be themselves. Yeah. And so, blackisms, South Africanisms, Joburgisms are all out there. Pop yeah. culture galore. Yeah, yeah. And it does well for the younger market. Unlike our perfect wedding, which I think is for an older market, people who love a love story, people who are still in love with love, people who believe they can be together forever, which is like what blew my mind. <laughs> um, older sort of more peri-urban rural people yeah. so that's that's the balance between the two shows yeah yeah and i look with 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 date my family you guys probably trained at number one every single sunday i mean it's 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 amazing man how you guys could put together something like that and you know being girls and just chilling around the table <laughs> but more than anything well, is the fact that there wasn't a man in it the problem because i heard being girls producers are female in this country yeah yeah because because I, I also think that's that's where the bulk of the content really comes from uh, you know, fe- females are thinkers, you know, contrary to male belief. Oh, please. <laughs> you know, females are thinkers. <laughs> females are thinkers. Which takes me to, you know, another topic that I, you know, really wanted to talk to you about. Because just after the conference, I remember we sat outside, you know, uh, just had a couple of chats. Mpo was there. Mm-hmm. Our darling Mpo, who isn't on the seat. <laughs> um, he, he was there. And we spoke a lot about, you know, some some... some principles of learning and unlearning certain things yep. when it comes to you know men and how they relate to 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 women yeah and you you were very stern you know in your approach and i remember some guy that i just met as well kept on accusing you of being a feminist yeah well, you're a feminist you know you're so staunch in your approach to addressing issues and all of that and i was like you know from from my side how i've always experienced it is that for me Feminists have always been loud. And someone said to me, I remember sitting with a few girls from Vits, and they said to me, listen, you live in a country that's just come from, you know, bondage where, where there was apartheid and no one taught or told black people or dictated to, to black people or our ethnic people on how to uh, riot or, or how to deal with the regime or how to dismantle the system of the time. Why is it that you want females to speak in a manner that, you know, is comfort- comforting for you mm. being a man. And I was like, yo, man, like, l- l- let them speak because really there's a lot there. Mm. Now, another thing that I wanted to ask you, Kopano, is you've been married before you yep. didn't mention. Um, you are an executive producer for a show that speaks a lot on marriage and you're really changing the narrative of black people don't get married black fathers are always absent you're showing that south africans can be you know in love and have a family mm. you know it's called our perfect wedding mm. I, I would assume mm. the perfect is an operative word there for a reason absolutely it's their perfect wedding um i think you touched on two key points here 
the feminist agenda, um, which we can unpack for hours, like ad yeah. nauseum. Yeah. <laughs> Being loud doesn't make you a feminist, mm. but but we do have to. There are some very hard walls we have to break down in our society yeah. uh, on the issue of black love and 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 how the the, the 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 South African black woman has changed and and morphed. My position is this, right? Lots of us were raised without a father in the house. So for, for me personally, I watched my mother struggle on her own. So yeah, that yeah. raises women who are tough. That raises women who are, who know that they have to, they have no one that they can depend on. Right. Yeah. Men on the other hand, being raised by a woman that strong can be a really difficult dynamic because yeah. it creates either submissive men or men who very find themselves intimidated by women quite easily. Yeah. I've, like for me in my dating life now, like you said, I'm, I'm divorced. In my dating life, often men will just be like, I would have asked you out, but I was so intimidated. And I'm like, but what about me was so intimidating? Oh, you know, you speak your mind. You came in there and it was clear you could afford what you were ordering for yourself. And yeah. I'm like, all of these are normal things about yeah. a person. Why can't I be able to pay my own drink? And maybe it's like an automatic selection process. So you don't have to deal with the rubble. You just... Get no, the, the I, nice can't, diamonds. I can't say that I'm running around going, let me let me just walk in there so that all the riffraff falls off. I don't think that's how it is. Uh, the there is a dynamic that happened when migrant labor came and black men left their homes that yeah. created very strong young black females and males who have a lot to deal with and unpack about yeah, their lives, yeah. past traumas, not having a father present. I do believe that men raise men. Mm. So for me, I have to tell you, I'm very comforted by the fact that I don't have a son because I would not be able to raise a son. I would not know yeah. how to put Deal that into that, him. Yeah. So there are all these things and they, they're bubbling under and violence, you know, becomes the result of frustrated young men who are either trying to co control a woman, dominate a woman. And she's out there saying, but I can do this on my own yeah. because she's seen her mother do it. Yeah. So it's, it's just we've got this melting pot of uncomfortable and that's why women shout. That's why we shout. We try to get above the din and say, see me as an individual. Don't yeah. call me a feminist necessarily, although I am definitely a feminist yeah. because yeah. my whole thing is, I don't even think women are equal to men. I think we've been on the next level from men forever. <laughs> like, I'm like, we birth men. Yeah. I can't, I'm not trying to compete with the men. I'm like, no, you guys. can't give birth to you. If they disappeared, we, we would be fine with the yeah. sperm banks that exist already. Literally, yeah. if you guys woke up tomorrow and you weren't here, the one would just be like, oh, yeah. there's a sperm bank and we'd keep it moving. Life would the world doesn't need men to the extent that I think it needs women, but that's an opinion. So I don't sit there and try and compete with men. I just think we have our places mm. and um, we can coexist as long as there's respect, mutual mm. respect. For me, a fundamental now is, and this is also another thing that I picked up from the conversations I've been having, is that, for, for look, because we, we come from, you know, an era where patriarchy has been the rule of the day. Um, the, the fact that there are people who are willing to engage in conversation for me is pretty profound, especially if it's a man who's forthcoming and saying, what am I doing wrong? Mm. You know, and, and I, I, this is my personal opinion, like judge me on it, but I still do feel like, um, you know, we can engage in conversation, especially with the males that are willing to have the conversation and, and not kind of like attack them at that point and say, yeah, your people or you guys or and essentially, I think this is what got me in trouble to begin with with the girls that I spoke to, you know, in 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 vets. What are some of the things? Again, I know I'm I'm, I'm kind of like skipping to the next thing now because I know you were going to respond to that. Yeah, um, the conversation is an important thing, but again, if you've been if women have been told to be quiet for so long, 
now they're finding their voice they're going to be loud it's like a child who learns to talk you know yeah they're a little yeah. they, they need to kind of gauge themselves and settle into a, a speech pattern that makes sense for everyone else we are going to be loud until we are heard yeah that's just how it's going to be the feminist agenda has just been set we are raising females you know, I'm raising a female and I'm trying to keep her off the pole, as Chris Rock would say. <laughs> and this pole that I'm talking about is not the stripper pole. It's that thing of these beautiful young girls who think that the way they look is the only mark of honor they can ever they could ever attach themselves to. Yeah, I heard you have a gorgeous little daughter. It makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I have a mixed-race daughter who is going to grow up to be a beautiful woman. And this is like... She, because she's mass appeal, she's going to appeal to any man that... Yeah. I can see it. Like, already the little boys in school... Listen, the, I drive into school and it's like... Pff, and um, you can tell already that, okay, this thing is a thing. I tell people all the time, don't tell Maya she's pretty. Tell Maya she's smart. Yeah. Tell Maya you're well-behaved today. Tell Maya... Because the things that we engender in kids are going to be what they take forward. And my biggest struggle right now, as I, I said, I'm 36. There are all these young creatives that are coming into our industry... Yeah. Young girls who think their body is the only thing they, they, they have to put up there. And I'm like, we really have to change that narrative. And that yeah. has nothing to do with men. Yeah. I feel that's a female agenda. I feel yeah. like it's up to us to go, you don't have to run around with your ass out. You don't have to be in the clubs all the time. Pick up a book, man. You know, can we have a conversation about yeah. your brain? Most women, you know, not not every girl who's very good looking is necessarily dumb. Yeah, she just doesn't feel like she has to develop that part of herself. Yeah. And I'm like, it is a big struggle for me if we're gonna raise the next generation of women. They must they must understand. Okay, yes, I'm cute. I'm yellow. I'm all those things. <laughs> what am I when the lights go off? Yeah, you know, yeah. because if you're selling your body, that's all that men are gonna buy. Yeah, yeah. And it, that worries me. That's like my biggest issue. And it is a point of it is a point of feminism. The next generation of women must engage themselves as more than just physical beings. It is imperative. Yeah. Hey, what a mouthful. Look, um, I want to ask you, what are some of the things that you've been? I, and I know this is going to be a very difficult question because you are the executive producer for um, our perfect wedding and date by family. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things? That, that you've kind of taken note of when it comes to interactions and how guys describe, for example, on a, on a date my family, describe how, what kind of female they're looking for or, or some gestures that come from males mm. on, 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 on our perfect wedding where you're like, uh, no, you shouldn't be doing no, that. No, my biggest thing is, <laughs> it's a dynamic I've observed. Like men, the men that marry these women who are subservient, sweet, good little, you know, women who are... Nah. They're like, she respects me. And you know, that, that, that thing for me goes back, right back to what we said. The black man, the African black man feels the, the world stripped so much, struck so much away from him that he feels he must be with a woman who has absolute respect to the extent of like adoration. Yeah. I'll marry you because at least in the house I'm adored. At least in the house hey. I have a thing that I can't get from the world. Mm. Which is an uncomfortable dynamic because yeah. I want to be with a guy where we respect each other together. Nobody is subservient to the other. Mm. We are respect her consistently rings true on OPW and I'm like that is an uncomfortable thing yes we have to respect our men and let's listen don't don't let me confuse the issue about if I'm with a man who 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 treats me the way he should I will I don't want to say submit because fuck that word sorry poop no problem I don't like submit because it comes from the bible and it's like biblical sort mm. of I would naturally take on the role of of the feminine if the masculine yeah. is doing what he should yeah 
You know, it's kind of, then it kind of it kind of fits like a puzzle, and it doesn't have to be this thing that I have to put on where like my mom says, "Ralatuku." You know, like if I'm in Botswana, it feels uncomfortable for me to behave the way that I behave because the culture is so entrenched in these are the things we have to do to be the to be female. My position is the guy that comes into my life should make me feel like I can naturally be the feminine and he can naturally be the masculine. We shouldn't be fighting about, you know what I mean? Like I, I, my friends and I talk all the time and I'm like, the guy must take care of the cars and then I eat a garden. I'll deal with the house stuff. We'll, I'll cook naturally just because I, am, I, I like to cook and I like to make a home. Yeah, but we'll, what if you don't like cooking? Then you'll get a, a person who cooks. I'm saying for me personally, I will naturally take on the role of homemaker, mm. child raiser, to a man who naturally takes on the role of protector, professor. You know, the guy who's out there saying, yeah, I like this chick. You know, sometimes these days we get guys who date you only in your house at night. <laughs> like he sends you a WhatsApp. <laughs> but he ain't trying to take you out to wimpy for breakfast yeah. the next day. That is also a big issue. Girls, if the nigga ain't introducing you to his friends by date three, like if by date four, there hasn't been some kind of social media yeah, where people story. are like, ah, ah, you gotta go. That guy is just like dating you for the bedroom. Yeah. Okay. So I also want to find out, Kopanune, and you know, it's so profound that you should mention this. Who date my family? Ooh, a perfect wedding. It's predominantly like ethnic South Africans that find it, more especially on a perfect wedding. And like, where do we kind of separate the conversation then from culture? Because culture is is culture predominantly circulates around patriarchy and how then do we separate the conversation to say like i'm not going to be submissive to you but it doesn't necessarily mean as a female i don't subscribe to culture because then that's where a lot of times you know us people that want to champion these ideas we get caught out oh you guys are disregarding culture um Mm. It's, I, I don't know how to have the, these conversations and that's why I'm asking. Do you know what the biggest problem I think we have with culture in Africa in general is that we don't see culture as a thing that's morphing and growing. Yeah. Culture is alive. It's not a thing that is necessarily Stagnant. stopped 300 years ago and now I must wear a tuku. It's organic. It's living with us. It's our responsibility to determine what is my culture and what is the culture that I want. If yeah. you're not choosing your culture and pushing your own agenda, that's your problem. Then your uncle will be making you wear a duke for the rest of your life. Like, <laughs> and, I, and my uncle, you know, he has also realized with the females, because my family's, most of the grandkids were male, and then all of a sudden, girls started. We pushed back quite nicely. Mm. I'll come in pants, but I'll still serve you properly, Malume, as Malume Waka. So I we'll still bring you. you your bowl and all of that. But, it doesn't mean I'm disrespecting you. It means, man, I left set and I was wearing pants. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Culture is morphing and living. It's not a thing. You know, it's funny. I saw on Facebook, and I won't mention the guy's name. My Facebook friend was saying, should women be wearing pants at funerals? And what does culture say? And this is someone who's supposed to be like young. When I see him go off, he's seeing all hip. And mm. I'm like, it's funny about how young men think they can usurp the culture of their dad, like they're entitled to this thing that their father handed over to them. You're living in a world which is completely different. To even be throwing out that question to me says, your ideals are wrong. And I'm going to have a chat with this young man when I see him. Who cares what I'm wearing when I'm here to mourn? Yeah. Like, someone died, and I'm here, and I'm in pain, and you're out here looking at my clothes. What's with you? Next thing, there's a big wind, and I've got my skirts, and I'm trying to cover up and it's, because I have to wear a skirt. Yeah, so I'm like, can we please just realize that our culture is changing and be okay with that? It's like language. 
English that we spoke a few, even 50 years ago is not the English. Now we, we use words like woke. And those things are in, are in the dictionary. Yeah. You know, the Merriam-Webster dictionary is incorporating more and more of our colloquialism. Is it? Absolutely. Lit. Go look at, look at the Oxford what? Dictionary. Lit. Woke. Because like culture, language must move. It must change. Yeah. The new culture is, you know, long ago, women used to wear skirts because men were providers and... They, whatever, somehow wearing a skirt made him feel like, yeah, like you're really under his thumb, you know. Mm, pants doesn't matter in the setting, so long as I'm dressed in a way that I think is respectful. Yeah. yeah. And I, look, just the last part of this conversation before we move on to our next segment. For me, it, it, it's sad because we can't even, consent is a big thing lately. And the conversation on consent, I love it. You know, I like how, you know, it's, it's gained so much traction and a lot of guys are also engaging in conversation when it comes to consent. Because there are instances where you would not have realized as a guy that actually, yeah, hey, there was no consent. But if you're not having the conversation... Wait, please, because I need... Maybe because you, you can help me out. Yeah. How do you misconstrue a, a, a yes versus a no? Like... Explain a scenario where you weren't sure that this person was saying... I, I'm not going to personalize it and make it a No, because, because you know why I want you to personalize it. Okay. This agenda, this thing has been going on and on and on in social media and in, in, in mainstream media for so long. I'm not sure she was saying yes or she was saying no. But if you ask a guy individually, have you ever found yourself in a situation where you weren't sure what she was saying? They'll say no. Therefore, is it true? Is it true that thing you could be confused... Yeah, uncertainty is a thing, but here's the thing, that I think the con- and this is why we should be having the conversation to begin with. I think the, the, the position of no consent should start from confusion downwards. So there's no at the very bottom, which is clear. It's black or white. And there's confusion, which you shouldn't even be, you know, tampering on. Again, you know, I would not know this had I not had the conversation about consent. Because, again, the common rhetoric is that there's that soft, you know, you know, mm. where... Like, that's the common rhetoric. That makes women seem like retards. <laughs> no, that... For me, if I don't know whether I'm... And first of all, I say this to men all the time. And I said this to you the first time we met. Yeah. A woman makes up her mind in the first 10 seconds if she will ever sleep with you. Yeah. She makes up her mind. She's not confused. Yeah. She makes up her mind, okay, this nigga gonna get some, he can have it, or hell no, like in, like she knows. But what if she's thinking, it's a bit too mm-hmm. soon, let me let her drag on for a bit, he that's needs an, to attack That's another respect. thing, that's, that's a yes, but give me time. Like, you see where it gets confusing? No, guys, okay. So uh, how, how would you communicate? I did not want to refer to my the guy that I'm currently seeing, because it's a new yeah. thing, but I'm okay. gonna refer to him, because I think he's quite woke. He said to me, even if he has a woman in his house and they're sitting on the couch and things are getting heated, he wants her to make the first, the very first big move. Okay. That way, she's physically said, I mean, he's like, I'm not even trying to get confused. I'm not even, like, he literally was like, I'm not even going to try and lean over up in here. You're going to have to lean over because then I know it's absolute consent. Yeah. Let, it has to not just be, like, implied consent. Absolute consent, guys. Like, and so I would say, if you're a guy dating a girl... Let her jump on you. Let her be the one to go, oh, yes, I want. Don't be, you don't always have to be the one coming. You don't always have to be, you've taken her out on the date. You've yeah. brought her back home. Let her be the one to say physically, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Then you are fine. You know it's a yes, not a she wasn't sure. If she wasn't sure, you get your issue and you leave. Yeah. Because tomorrow, the narrative will be, I wasn't, I was saying no and he was 
Yeah, and that's exactly how it turns out most times. So, I actually have a friend who studied law, oddly enough, mm. but he found himself in a situation like that. My guy's behind bars. Young guy, smart looking, you know, well spoken. Like, you even ask yourself, like, wh- what was lacking? Couldn't he convince? Like, and the problem is that by that time, your DNA is all over her. So yeah. then it's a he said, she said. And at this point in our current discourse, the woman will be, people will believe her because of yeah. me too. Mm. So guys, to all y'all watching this thing, let the woman jump you. Literally let her say, yes, physically, let her physically come at you. Then, because then, don't be, don't let her say, oh, yeah, we, you know, mm-mm. let her physically jump you. Yeah. Then you're fine, you're free and clear. Yeah. And this is, so, this is something that I learned recently from as the guy that I'm seeing right now. And I hadn't taken it that far. He had actually taken it further. He had taken it to, if I am in a house with a girl, what does it mean? What does consent mean to me? And I think every single guy watching this, what does consent mean to you? Yeah. Don't be confused. Yeah. Because by that time, your DNA is all over her. It's under her fingernails. Uh, it's there because it's a little bit. You know. So be sure or, yeah. or end up in jail. It's actually that simple. Yeah. I think, yeah. One thing I'm taking away from this conversation is absolute consent. Yep. Absolute consent. Yeah, man. I think that has been yo, so fruitful. Uh, <laughs> very fruitful conversation. I'm so happy we're finally talking about stuff that matters yeah. in the presence of, you know, uh, not only the most marginalized in the country, but, you know, the people who the conversation belongs to and who it affects the most. But yeah, the next segment of New Kid on the Vlog is called Let Your Cash Act. And um, Papa, you're someone who travels. You've done your fair share of traveling. I have done my fair share of traveling, yes. After my divorce, I kind of went a little bit crazy on the traveling. It was for Mm. me, uh, I needed to get out and sow my royal oats, as they say. (laughs) So Europe, I've done Europe, I've done the UK. Um, The UK is bloody expensive. Like, if you're going to do the UK, save up for it, like, a lot. Because the pound kills us consistently. In Europe, I found it wasn't too bad because, okay, so I had, I had gone on a work trip and then what I did was I used the tail end of that trip to extend for myself. And that's an opportunity that I think you can actually leverage as young people. If you're in an, in, in an industry that does some travel and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like a corporate. Yeah, or... if, they travel, if they travel, you tell them, okay, I want three or four days to myself after that trip. They would have booked the return flight anyway for you. Yeah. Tell them to, to make your return flight four days late. Let everybody leave and spend four days wandering London. Like it's a great you know, tip for if you are trying to travel on a budget. Sandy, can you hit us with that sound on this moment? <laughs> when I do this, hit us with that. <laughs> because, I mean, it's a, it's a great way to get around. Now with Airbnb and everything, I mean, I think it's, you don't even have to be in a hotel. And also, it's a great way to get to know the people to actually be living under their roof. With Airbnb, if you're single and you're traveling, don't even try and get an apartment for yourself alone. Yeah. Share an apartment. Share. Share with three other people who are tourists, who live in that country. Yeah. Because that way you make lifelong connections. Like, the people that I met... When I was in, I was actually, so I was in Cannes for Mipquam, which is a TV festival. Then I stayed in, in, in France for a bit longer. And I stayed in someone's bedroom. And there's two chicks sharing a room. Yeah. And she and I are still friends. So I think travel isn't just about Instagram and like, <laughs> here's the Eiffel Tower. Bye. I finally made it. It's about get to know the culture, get to know the food, get to know some Germans if you're in Berlin, drink some beer. Uh, isn't you know? it dangerous though? Or is the assumption that, um, you know, people who travel are like, 
clear and they wouldn't have anything dodge or anything like that. What do you so mean? I'm pretty scared. Like, what? I don't want to share like a, a space with someone. Or is the owner of the Airbnb present? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I guess. I, I, but I haven't had a bad experience, especially because I, I was in, in Europe. Um, all I asked was that at least it be another female that I'm sharing. Yeah, okay. But can I tell you what? That time when I when I arrived there, the guys who were staying in that commune, well, that big house, yeah. I was like, I wish I had said it was okay to have a guy in the room, because I was like, I must start on some action. There were beautiful men from all over the world there, and I was like, Ooh, uh, I made it. Out. You see? Maybe nyana. But uh, so use your Airbnb. Don't try and get an entire apartment. Um, I do that when I'm traveling locally. Like if I'm in Cape Town, I have the same place that I try and get on Airbnb, just because Greenpoint makes sense. Yeah. If you do Cape Town, Greenpoint is not too expensive. But it's close enough to Camps Bay that you can go and floss. Yeah. Tell your friends you went Camps Bay. You know, so yeah. also try and find areas that are metropolitan so they've got a, a mix of people. Yeah. And then, but also let it be close enough to the spots, right? So that you don't have to use taxis. So in Europe and, and London and stuff, like taxis are a lot. So if you know that you want to be in a party spot, stay as close to it as possible so you can walk yeah. around. I think that's also a thing. I the the night I went to the MTV Europe Awards. I was silly enough to... You went? Yeah, Girl, I saw you two live. You I was you. like, oh my gosh. Um, I was silly enough to not ask the hotel shuttle to come pick me up because part of the package was... They Transport. Would this and that cab back from from the... What was it? I think it was at Wembley. From Wembley to my hotel. was like... When I calculated it, was a thousand rand. And I was like... Urgh. So, taxis... Getting moving around can be expensive. Walk as much as possible. I'd yeah. say get close enough to everything and walk. Because also in the day, if you walk, you find the cheap food spots. Yeah. You find the buskers and you find the hipsters and you find the people who are more accepting of a black person in Europe. Yeah, and you're away from tourist attractions because those focal points where tourists should be will charge you an arm and a leg absolutely. for absolutely everything. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have paid a thousand bucks if you'd taken like. The actual local transport. This is what I'm saying. But guys, also, please, let's, for, let's forget about the lame stuff like the Eiffel Tower. There's so much in France. There's so much in the in the rest of the world. Like, try and delve into what is the cool stuff I could be doing. Like, I got... I was in Frankfurt, and this guy that I bumped into, I, I, who didn't, I didn't know him, but we were both black, so we were like, yeah. okay. He was like, no, yeah, there's an underground... He was like, there's an underground vibe here at Sunday Clubs. And that, to me, is traveling. Yeah. Just like find yourself in a club at night like oh look at all these white people not there on the eiffel tower i feel like the obvious spots are a problem yeah go yeah. somewhere uncharted and and be open if you're gonna travel you know and i also want to say to south africans travel africa guys like people will be like i've been to dubai have you been to i don't know swaziland have you been to i like have you is amazing have you been i don't know have you been to morocco i want to do northern africa because i want to do a food tour i want to eat like food from northern africa yeah. like, i don't know i want to do morocco i want to do egypt although they don't consider themselves african we can talk about that another day <laughs> but i want to do but i i don't in my right mind want to necessarily leave say i've traveled the rest of the world but i haven't done africa that's crazy that means you know part of your identity part of part of the thing that brought you here is unexplored yeah you know, get out and see africa guys get out of Joburg as well can we please just be clear on that go to kzn or something yeah yeah cape town they will not chop you to pieces you know the white people are a bit racist but you can ignore them and mm. keep it moving get out of your province yeah. oh my gosh there's too many people who don't leave their province which will be like and then like even if they are at home they won't try and see a beach nearby yeah. or it, traveling gives you the best stories in the whole wide world and makes you super interesting yeah. so get out save up do something 
Yeah, man. Um, look, I, I'm also from the Eastern Cape, and you know, just to again further your your, your point, I've I've been to places in the Eastern Cape, and I think Man Designs was there for a camp as well, um, sometime back in Coffee Bay. Coffee Bay is oh my god, world class, hole in the world class. Man. I love Coffee Bay so much, and you can impress your European friends when they visit and take them to Coffee Bay because it doesn't have to be Camps Bay. You know, Camps Bay is that whole situation of the sheep is just the people surrounding that area going, We feel so misrepresented or unrepresented yeah. that we have to come and kill animals on New Year's Eve to show the white people. You know, it's so bad. <laughs> the tensions have gotten so bad that people are spilling blood. I'm like, This is like. South Africa, a sacrificial lamb. like the sacrificial <laughs> lamb to racism, like let us, let's... Yo, the amount of effort, so, but it's bad. And the problem with Camps Bay, Clifton, and all of that is that the only people who can afford to buy there are people coming in with dollars and pounds, right? Yeah. And so it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, but hey, that's just what it is. But guys, get out. The other thing I want to say, and I know you didn't ask me about this, is please read the young people. How old are you? I'm now twenty. Eight okay, you, you're not even you. <laughs> Don't forget your textbooks and all the stuff that you're doing at school. Get a book and read because yeah. that is passive tourism. It's a beautiful form of passive tourism. Get a book. And it's not as expensive it's as cheap. actual tourism. And also, like, you can amuse people by saying, oh, you know, when I read the latest Anne Rand, and, you know, oh, my gosh, I do love that book. And GM could see this. It, when you drop it in an interview, people are like, all right. Yeah, yeah. But y'all don't read. People are out there with Cosmo magazine, guys. That is not going to help your life. I'm very sorry. It's going to make you feel overweight. Mm-hmm. It's going to make you feel like your skin is shady when every woman actually looks normal. Yeah. You I, know? I actually get like huge intellectual crushes over, over people who, who can reference, you know, that I've read this or that. I, I remember, you remember Noni was at the then Comtrain conference and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. she is so smart, girl. And, yeah. and you see, so you might get yourself a man if you read. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, right? You might get you a, a man if you read. Just open yourself up to the rest of the world because really it doesn't help to live in a bubble. Yeah. It really doesn't. And young girls, please stop displaying your bodies, guys. Yo, it's like, and I mean, I sound so old. I'm not even, I haven't you see even. see why I called you out? It's a problem. Maybe it's that agenda of mine that I feel like, but it's like, ah, uh, you are beautiful, but you don't have to sell it. Yeah. You know, you a beautiful woman, even if she's wearing a long dress, will be beautiful, mm. you know. Just yeah. a little bit of respect, Nyana, for yourself. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, man. Um, I think I think that should be it for uh, Let Your Cash Act. Uh, you know, she's dropped some bars. Some bars. The last thing that's left to drop is the mic. Um, but just just the last part, and this is not something that we usually do. Well, again, you're our first guest. So it's it's a very something very special to us, cool. I'll say. Yeah, and, and, and we're looking to get uh, more guests and hopefully see you again in future. Yeah, I'd love that. And if you want me to help you get people, yeah. I'll definitely help out. I mean, I'm all about young people getting content. That's so cool. And that's funny enough, the, the exact uh, thing that I was about to ask you about, because the, there was this whole phenomenon of open up the industry and all of that. And, you know, for me, the what gave birth to this idea was, I, I, I can say I've experienced a bit of gatekeeping. Um, and what happened? I told you the story. Oh, you know, okay. I, can't, I can't name drop. Have your, no, you don't name drop, but have your people met your story here? Have you told them? They, they have. They okay. have. My people met my story, and it, it involved some big names, man. I was really hurt. Uh, you know, I went to an audition, and some big industry was just <laughs> I remember. like, just like uh, you, 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 come here. The rest will see you some other time. So it was bad. And, you know, 
we anticipate that maybe it's you guys that want that. I did explain to you what happens, right? You know, it's 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 we are as producers, we are stuck between a rock and a hard place, especially. You know, you get one shot to get an audience uh, and convince them to stay on your show for thirty yeah. episodes. So there are certain celebrities who you would hate to work with because they're difficult to deal with, but they come with a following. Yeah. And as as producers, we this the balancing act of I'm always trying to bring in new people, but I know that if this person's face is on this thing, it will sell. And also, you must remember, clients will come to you and say, "No, this is who we want." Yeah. But then, because you're yeah. the one saying it to people, you look like the big bad producer. You yeah. know, it's a balancing act. We do have to open up the industry, especially in terms of talent. However. Because budgets are small, etc., etc., we find ourselves going with short things. Like this is a short thing, but it's difficult because I mean, look at Shoma Josie. You yeah, know, yeah, she's a short you thing, are... but you know, mm. somebody had to give her the opportunity and the chance to say, "Go do your thing." Yeah, we have to balance it out. We have to figure it out as we go along. But I hear you on that issue of gatekeeping, and I think it shouldn't have been made that obvious. Yeah. My problem is the way that it was treated. So, so you're saying I should have been killed silently? Yeah, because now you wouldn't be sitting here with a wound. You've got a wound. Hey, I'm hurt. Well, you just there like I'm wounded. I'm broken. You keep dropping those people's names. Hey, those people man. are just like, ah, oh, but hey, next thing, and I'm thinking to myself, hey, what if one day? <laughs> then I'm like, look at the state of the, our Paris state till the SABC. Then I'm like, ah, it's fine. You never know. One day somebody comes in and they're like, you know that young boy that you heard on YouTube? You don't like him. Um, make your own content. Yeah. Make yourself into a star. Yeah. Get yourself followers. The internet doesn't care. My daughter was telling me yesterday about this girl with this random song with 43 million Instagram followers. And I was like, that's a platform that nobody can gatekeep. Mm. So right now, with the internet being the way that it is, guys, as much as we old producers can try and gatekeep you, you can do your thing and brands will come on and then you don't even need us in the middle there taking a cut. It's just you and the brand in the room and you're yeah. there like, yeah, I want a Bentley like Casper in your vest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> The, the the gate is gone. Yeah. Just stop perceiving it. Stop mm. perceiving it. It's gone. So I was going to ask you what you just spoke about now, but you've covered it in mm. terms of how to go about getting yourself into spaces. But like, um, what advice, w- what do you think is the content that at this point sells? And I'm asking you this question because, hey, man, I mean, come on, date my family. I mean, come on, our perfect wedding. Those yeah. are like... But those are, have become institutions now. I think reality still sells in this country because people... For the longest time, people were watching people on TV who didn't look like them. Yeah. You know, so SABC TV, all of that was like a, an, an oasis in between this like sea of whiteness. And so because we're not, we're not yet used to seeing ourselves on TV authentically, reality still works. But I think what you do right now, and I was just saying to you earlier on how I love podcasts. Yeah. Africans are storytellers. We, our, our history, our history is oral, right? So I think the, the podcast space is relatively unexplored and it will be beautiful when we get to the point where you don't have to be looking at somebody to explore what they're saying. Yeah, um, yeah. I think kids must write. Guys, you guys have to write. Uh, mm. Kids must write. Don't be afraid to pick up a pen and a paper and write because we want to hear your voices. But I think what you're doing right now with the internet, that's the way to get it out there because no one can stop you. Uh, my daughter's just started a TikTok account and um, her, oh, fa- yeah. her father and I were having this conversation about... Uh, don't you think pedophiles will be on there watching her? And I'm like, yeah, but pedophiles are watching her in general. Yeah, pedophiles are everywhere. When you drop off um, at school, Chris's dad is watching. Absolutely, but if you <laughs> not totally, Chris's dad, uh, the janitor, the security guard, um, like moms. As a mother, the things that go through my mind, like sometimes I'm there in the mall, like did that man just look at my child? You know. Um, but if she can, if you are 
ruining her because I think what Maya's doing is being entrepreneurial and I don't want to put that fire out of yeah. her. She's saying there's a girl at school with a hundred thousand followers and she's paying her own school fees off TikTok. I'm like, see girl, I like that thinking we will get you a TikTok account. And <laughs> her reasoning is not course, I wanna be famous. It's I wanna start paying my own way. Yeah. You know, and I think that's huge. I think that that, that let us not put out the fire in our kids while they're showing you maybe I'm an entrepreneur, maybe I'm yeah. an entertainer. And the money can be made in a way that's still constructive because I'll be there gatekeeping everybody out of the way. So I suppose for me as a, because I'm a TV animal, I'm not afraid of what, of, of the fact that I can protect Maya yeah. from this thing. Get out there, make your own content. This crew that we have here, there's a guy on, on over here shining a light on my face. I better look amazing when I'm Mr. Cameraman over there. I love it. That's why I, I wanted to invite you guys. That's why you were like, you're coming and I was like, yes, because we have to like, yeah, it's, we have to hand over the baton to you guys. Now. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll marry somebody rich and stop working. (laughs) But yeah, man, that has been uh, New Kid on the Vlog episode 7. Thank you so much, Kopano Galman, for making it, man. It's been so, so exciting. It's actually much better than what I had anticipated. And you did mention you're someone so easy to speak to. I am. And come over anytime. Um, You know, yeah, let's just, let's make content. Let's not be afraid to make content. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Peace out, man. New Kid on the Vlog, episode 7. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, follow me on Twitter at newkid underscore T45. Do, do you have Twitter? Uh, no, I have Twitter. Uh, it's, I don't know my handles for <laughs> anything. Then you'll probably never Just Twitter. find me on Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram, it's my maiden surname, Kopano Munale. Find me on there. Cool. Yeah, and again, subscribe to uh, Man Designs on YouTube. And make sure you turn on notifications and let us know what you think of today's episode. Yeah. Yeah, I've been through it all, oh, come low, shorty, come vibe with the guards All get dunked in the sauce, don't fuck with the boys, little nigga, don't fuck with me raw Oh, honey, get tired, working all night with those hits we've been doing, you gon' probably get fired I like to get high, boy, come alive at night, boy, come alive in the face 